Hey, this is Minta, and you're listening to Mint, the podcast equipping you to run the race of faith well. I like to say that we meet at the intersection of real life and the Word of God. Together, let's find practical ways we can grow stronger in our faith, live according to truth, and love those around us. I love hearing from you. So if you've been impacted by the show or have a question or just need prayer, please drop me an email at the address listed in the show notes. Mint is listener supported, and we would be so honored if you would consider making a donation to help keep us on the airwaves. All donations are tax deductible. Simply head to our website for more details, www.amintageisler.com. Let's do this faith journey together. Well, welcome to the show. I am so humbled and honored because today I get to bring you a testimony and it is good. And the last two episodes of Mint, we have talked about being salt and light in the world. And with that, we have talked about the power of testimony, sharing about what God has done in our lives. Even if it's hard, even if it's something we regret, our God can use our greatest trials to shine light into other people's trials and troubles if we let him. So we have been talking about that. We have been diving deep into what God's word has to say about being a light. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to those episodes, I just encourage you to push pause really quick and go back and listen to the episode called Salt and Light, because it will just kind of help set the stage for what we're going to talk about today. However, if you haven't listened and you're just here for this episode, that is okay. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're joining us because today's testimony is so powerful and it will impact you. God's redeeming love just absolutely bursts right out of this story. And before we get going, I just want to let you know that our content today might be a little more mature. And so just to to give you a little caution for any little ears that might be around you, you might want to use discretion about who is also listening if you aren't wearing your earbuds to listen to this one. So I know I have a lot of listeners who love to pull it up in their car on their way to work and stuff, and sometimes they have kiddos in their car with them. So just to give you a heads up, this one is for a little bit more of a mature audience. Uh, But let's pray and then let's get rolling. God, I just thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for how you love your people. God, I thank you that we can come before you today and that we can be listeners. And so I just ask that you would give us eyes to see you and ears to hear you. God, I pray that you would give us hearts that are open. And I just pray that you would give us courage to be people that tell our stories. Lord, I just also want to pray for my special guest today that you would empower her, that you would speak through her, that you would flood her with your peace, and that you would just give her the strength that she needs, protect her from any attack of the enemy as she shines a light into the darkness. Amen. All right. Well, my special guest today is actually a friend of mine, and she and I have gotten to get to know each other over the last couple months or so, and I'm just so proud of her for taking this step of faith today and sharing her story with you. And for many reasons, like protecting the privacy and others that are involved in this story, she's going to choose to remain anonymous today. And I just think that that's so respectful of her to be sensitive to that. Now, this is her first time publicly sharing her story, and it is an amazing step of faith, and it requires courage. And my sweet friend has been so obedient to the Lord to carry out 
what is you are going to hear today. I mean, I know that she has prayed about it, and then she's taken time away to write it down, and she's prayed some more, and she has done the work. She's met with other people. She's just on this faith journey to get her to today where she's ready to use the hardest part of her story to shine a light in the darkness. And God has so faithfully met her in her efforts to be obedient, and he has opened doors, and it's been so incredible to watch it all unfold. Because friends, it's not easy to share the darkest, hardest, most painful parts of our past. But it's in that process that God grows us and he strengthens us and he emboldens us and he equips us so that we can use our lives to show his love to other people. And that's why it's so important that we try. That's what we've been talking about the last couple episodes. We should be pursuing getting to a place where we can tell our story, even if it's hard. We need to be trying because when we testify, then God can use that to be a light in the dark. And today is an extraordinary example of that. So here we go. Welcome to the show, my dear friend. It's such an honor to have you here today. Thank you. All right. Well, when we talked about having you on the show, we decided that the best way to probably do this is to have you write it out and read it to us instead of me interrupting all the time and asking questions, which I think this is a great way to do it when people are starting out sharing their stories. So I am literally going to just hand off the mic to you and I'm going to let you take it away. All right. All right. Have you ever found yourself in a situation you didn't know how to get out of? Or you made some decisions you wish you hadn't? At the time, it seemed like the only thing you could do. Later to find that this one choice would end up turning your life so far from God that you didn't feel worthy of his love or his forgiveness. It pains me to think about that time in my life. However, what grieves me more was the time I spent believing the lie that what I had done was something that God would find unforgivable. What? This wasn't supposed to happen. What will we do? We're not ready for this. I'm leaving for college in the fall. What will my family say? What will others think about us? We can't do this. The weight of this is too much. I need to take care of this. I don't have any other choice. No one will have to know. A month before I graduated high school, I made a decision that would ultimately affect my life for many years to come. I made a choice to end the life of my child through abortion. My boyfriend drove me to Planned Parenthood against his better judgment. I had let fear get the best of me, and this was the only way I saw to fix my situation. I recall laying on the bed in the clinic, looking into the nurse's eyes with tears running down my face as she assured me everything was, would be okay. What had I done? The pain was horrific. I remember seeing the sadness in my boyfriend's eyes when I came out of the recovery room, and my heart ached. I knew things would never be the same. I just stared out the window on the way home, unable to speak of the horror that had just taken place. I felt empty, numb, and sad. 
My relationship with my boyfriend ended four months later when I was in college. Depression led to bulimia and poor choices were made. I withdrew from my friends and family, slept all the time, and hardly ate. I was not healthy mentally or physically. What did it matter anyways? I had done the unthinkable. And because of that, my boyfriend no longer wanted to be with me. Rather than deal with what I had done, I covered up my pain with alcohol and stuffed it all down. But God continued to pursue me throughout the years. My husband and I were married, and we had two sons within the next four years. When my youngest son was just shy of two years old, he was hospitalized for a month, followed by two months of outpatient therapies. We saw the hand of God in his healing and started back to church. Through it all, God was by our side. In November of 1999, I had my first of three miscarriages. With the first one, all the emotions I had stuffed down over time from the abortion erupted into uncontrollable tears, anger, and disappointment. How come God gave us two healthy pregnancies only to take this one away? Two months later, I lost another child to miscarriage. Is God punishing me for having an abortion? Then a third miscarriage took place eight months later. How could God ever forgive me for taking the life of my own child? That thought would continue to be what Satan would use to hold me in bondage for many years to come. Throughout the years, there would be triggers that would remind me of that day. I would mourn the loss on anniversaries with deep regrets, but then just stuff it all back down until something else would remind me of it again. Yet, God continued to come alongside me. My husband and I had attended various churches off and on in our marriage, searching for the right fit, but never really settling in. My husband was diagnosed with cancer when I was pregnant with my youngest daughter. This was a difficult time for our family. As a result of the diagnosis, my husband was seeking out a greater relationship with the Lord and led our family to a church where we began a new faith journey as a family. During this time, God brought new friends into our lives who helped us to grow in our faith. As we did, my heart softened, God healed my husband from his cancer, and slowly I started to open up. One weekend, I attended a crafting retreat with a group of friends. Someone I had just met asked me if I was a Christian. I told her, yes, I believe I am but I did something when I was a teen that's keeping me from being forgiven. I proceeded to tell her my story. How could I ever be forgiven for that? She took both my hands in hers, looked me in the eyes, and boldly said these words to me. Jesus died on the cross for us, for all of us, and all our sins. He died on the cross for you too. Do you believe that? Is that not enough for you? <laughs> what more would you like him to do for you? That bold question from her set me on an amazing life-giving journey to sit at the feet of Jesus, repent from my sins, 
grab hold of his hand, and choose to follow him the rest of my life. Throughout my journey to freedom, I have sought out multiple Bible studies, initially getting to know the Lord that brought forth a heart change and beginning to pursue the amazing God who was always there for me. He never left my side through it all. In 2010, I stumbled upon my first Bible study on post-abortive trauma called Binding Up the Brokenhearted through HealingHearts.org and started to get to the root of my issues. About seven years ago, I took part in another study pertaining to post-abortion and miscarriage healing called Rich in Mercy. Information on this study can be found at richinmercy.org. I feel that God has called me to come alongside and support women who have had an abortion and help them find healing, as well as supporting our youth by sharing my story to help prevent others from making the same mistake I made. In preparing my testimony, God revealed to me that this choice to abort my child was a single event that happened so long ago. Shame, guilt, and a feeling of unworthiness of being forgiven held me captive for over 24 years. The Lord pursued me in multiple ways during that time, and ultimately I met Jesus in a powerful way. I knew that I was forgiven. My true journey to freedom has taken place in my pursuit of getting to know him. The Lord God sees us. He knows our hearts. And he has always been faithfully by my side. When I was asked to give my testimony, my response was a yes and amen. Draw my line in the sand, forgiven and set free. Yes, Lord, I will trust you and follow your lead. Hmm. Oh, well, thank you so much, my sweet friend for being so courageous in coming on the show and sharing the story that I know is so hard to tell. But I think it's beautiful what God has shown you over the years in his pursuit of you and how he never let you go no matter what. And just then the how beautiful your pursuit of him and then how that has led to ultimately to your freedom and your healing and you know, I, I just think of the scriptures uh, in the New Testament that promise that when we seek him, we will find him. And I think your story is such a beautiful example of that, that mm-hmm. God pursued you. But then when you saw, when you pursued him, he, you found him. And um, it, just for anybody listening today that might have pain or hard things or trauma in your story, I just want to encourage you that no matter what has happened in your past, the same God who pursued my friend is pursuing you. And there's nothing that happens that he leaves you. And um, like her friend pointed out, which I just think is so beautiful, that's what the cross was for. The cross covered it. What more do you need? Is that not enough for you? You know, But just that reminder today that the cross covers you. No matter what is in your story, the cross covers you and you too can have freedom and you can have healing. And, and I don't know, my friends, what your story looks like, but if any of you are sitting at home 
Um, and coming in today, you were thinking, I don't know if I could ever share my story. I don't, I don't know that God could love me. I, I don't know that I could ever talk about it. It's like today is such an incredible inspiration to all of us that uh, God can heal any hurt and God can bring freedom and wholeness to any heart. And he can give you the courage and he is waiting there for you to take you by the hand and walk you into the light so that you can shine. And I just think it's such a beautiful um, story of that. And, and I know that it wasn't easy, friend. So thank you. I'm so honored that our show got to be a small part of that story. And um, just so honored to be your friend, too, and just uh, see the light that shines out of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, I know that as she was sharing, she threw some resources out there. So in case you did not have a pen or paper on you, we are going to post those resources in the show notes. And so whatever app you're using to listen to the podcast, you can just click on notes. There'll be a section for notes and we'll have a little summary of the show, but then we'll also have links to all of the resources that she mentioned. And if you have a message that you would like uh, for our special guest today to hear, you can email me and I will pass that on. And that information's in the show notes as well, but it's a mint at amintageisler.com and um or you can just go to the show notes and click on the link there but if you have uh, if this has impacted you or you want to uh, share what god did as you were listening to this episode i want to make it possible for you to do that and still respect the privacy of of my guest today and i hope that today's show has impacted and inspired you like like it did for me uh wherever you're at on the journey and just to reiterate there is nothing in your story that is too far gone for god to redeem and there's no hurt too big that he can't heal there's no um, fracture that he can't make new there's nothing that and we don't need to carry shame we don't need to be embarrassed we don't need to live in fear because god pursues us and he loves us and the cross covers us and i just think um what a beautiful example of what it means to be light in the world around us and um in an age that is increasingly dark and it's hard to find truth this is such a beautiful example of what light and truth look like so thank you again so much for being on the show and um, for follow-up just head to the show notes thank you You've been listening to Mint, the podcast dedicated to making spiritual things practical. If you want more information about Mint or Reckless Abandoned Ministries, you can just head to our website at www.amintageisler.com for more information. 